Yeah. Once you put them on, it's pretty hard to not. Well, that's what Darcy I, tricks them. She says, just let me get you fitted up. And then I if you want to order them. a pair later and then they pull them on, they're like, dang. Whether it be mindset, business, or action inside the arena, your host, Josie Young, national finals rodeo qualifier, successful business owner, and entrepreneur, brings it from his tack room to yours. This is Tack Room Talk. And we're back for another episode of Tack Room Talk. And uh, I've got some special guests on here today that uh, I know pretty dang well. I've, I've been around them for quite a few years and uh, had some good times with them and the one guy here i like to i always refer to you as the bev doolittle of leather i mean it's you're just amazing at what you do we got ty skyver and his better half darcy with us how's it going today good good, good. real good yeah all right let's talk about that event that you guys put on tell me a little bit about it well mitch pollock was kind of the inspiration for it the way he did his deal yeah he uh we come to his first one and we're Darcy and I are thinking, dang, that was so cool the way Mitch did that. And I always wanted to put on an event of some kind. So they built a new arena over there at Fallon, a big, nice little convention center deal. Mm -hmm. So I went over there. I didn't tell Darcy, but I went over there and told him that I'd put on a bronc riding. Went home and asked Darcy if she wanted to put on a bronc riding and she said no. So we started working on putting on a real crap. <laughs> I said, absolutely I, not. I have too many jobs. I don't, I can't, we can't do one more thing. And, and then, then we did. I, I had a guy tell me that one time. He says, it's better for, to ask for uh, forgiveness than for permission. Yeah. Ty lives by that. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, this is like, this is a catch 22 here because, uh, the, the butt kicking I could get for the permission or the, the forgiveness is, is maybe not going to outweigh the, the other way. So, um, so, so tell me a little bit more about that event. Who did you have come and, uh, and what was the outcome of that event? Oh, it was an outstanding outcome. There was, we had the top 25 in the world, top 30 in the world, 25,000 per event. Mm -hmm. And pretty much everybody showed up and Darcy did it. She, she was so awesome. She sold it, got the sponsors, got the advertisers. She she worked hard, and we had Wade Sankey, King, and Powder River hmm. brought the stock. John did a lot to help us with the production and figuring everything out because it was just like we only had like three months. Uh, by the time we got uh, – approved i think we were in fort worth when we got approved for the american at the beginning mm. of march and our event was um june in the middle of june right before reno rodeo started so we had a really short window to put it all together um but we had a lot of good help and a lot, a lot of and mitch mitch was one of them i would ask him a lot of questions and and even last night when we showed up i said is it getting e any easier the more years because i feel like you know yeah. the first year you're just recreating the wheel and just yeah. starting something brand new and just hoping for the best. And, and thankfully everybody has said really good things about it and everybody had a good time and it was almost sold out yeah. um, for our first year. So I'm really excited about our next year and I'm hoping it'll get easier, but I know just like Mitch is doing, we'll probably change things and grow things and just try mm. to make it better every time. So I'm, I'm sure it'll still be a lot of work, but it was, it was worth it. It was a, a good event. I got a few more things up my sleeve for Darcy oh, to work Lord. on this year. <laughs> like what? Yeah, I, <laughs> I imagine it's, you know, I mean, it's, it is just another, uh, aspect of business, you know, as, as you do stuff as an owner, you know, you're laying the template out, um, you know, the first time you do it 
and then you start bringing people in and, and creating processes and, and, you know, then it's up to you to make sure that the processes are wrote down. We call them VSEPs in here, vision, commitment, execution plans. Um, so that, you know, as new people come in, they can just read the plan and the script and be like, this is how we do it. And this is what we're going to do, you know? So I imagine he's doing that and, and, uh, making it better and better every year. So, um, it's the, it's the end of the year. Um, you know, the seasons, the seasons ended and, and all these contestants are, uh, you know, on their way to the national finals at the end of the year, you're busy right now. I, I tried to get you to, to build something for me and you said, Nope, I got to build shops. So yeah, I got shop season. I'll get home. <laughs> I build shops once a year, pretty much. I yeah. build shops in October, November. And I think I got seven pair. All and the bit. night before the NFR sometimes. Yeah, sometimes I finish them the night before the first round in the motel room, but yeah, who's asking? <laughs> so I got seven pair, all bareback riders except one bronc rider. Yeah. And when I get home from here, I'll start on. So why do you think you all got all bareback riders? You got to you gotta get some bull riders or something in there too, don't you? Oh, uh, there's kind of, it's kind of a goofy deal. It's like the bull riders have a guy, the bronc riders have a guy, Sterling Lamb's the bronc rider guy and it's funny because he was a bull rider yeah and i kind of got the bareback rider guys and then there's a few people out and around the country everybody's got a good buddy that's yeah like this year uh sage newman's gonna have jr build these shaps for him jr mm-hmm. it'd be jr's first pair of shaps he ever built he's been tinkering with leather since he got hurt and so jr called me the other day and i spent about two hours trying to explain to jr how to build sage's shaps on the telephone but yeah. So things like that, but I don't know. Mainly, probably because of RC is why I get all the bareback riders. I mm-hmm. guess. So talk about RC. RC, he's uh, my stepson. I had him since he was about four years old, and mm-hmm. outstanding person. Yeah. Great bareback rider, and I've used him a lot for uh, to get my stuff out there. He's had, I think, right now he's had sixteen new pair of shafts in his life, and he's getting a new pair this year. So. Yeah. He's. Uh, Doing really good. He had the best year he's ever had this year. Yeah. As far yeah, as you know, uh, I I had the, I was fortunate to to rodeo with RC a little bit and tra- and uh, be around him and travel with him a little bit here and there. And uh, you know, I think a lot about RC and and uh, you know, we had a lot of uh, good visits because you know we we was fairly relatable because we were both tall bareback riders, and uh, it's pretty hard to have a. Uh, critiquing session when with Will Lowe or Wes yeah. Stevenson when you're six foot tall, you know, <laughs> it's yeah, a little bit different riding styles. So. I remember you helping RC a lot in that, in that way, helping him with his, just even setting up his equipment was, yeah, is different from those guys. And you, you're tall and had to do it the same way as him. So yeah, you helped him a lot when he was starting out. Yeah. You know, and, and, uh, he's, he's married now and, and has one kid or has two kids. He has one kid, one, one kid. little boy. Yeah. Yeah. So how's, how's dad life for him right oh, now? Oh, he likes it a lot. He, uh, yeah. when he's not rodeoing, he gets up there on that ranch in Northern California. You don't, you don't hear from him or see him. He likes to mm-hmm. cowboy and hunt and do all the things up there. He's pretty, pretty quiet up there, but yeah. happy, very happy. He he's, loves that little boy. Yeah, he does. Yep. Yeah. So Ty, let's, let's talk about, um, w- you know, where you were born and raised and, and kind of your, your life leading up to what you do now. Well, I was raised in Wyoming, big piney Wyoming, just south of Jackson Hole there where mm-hmm. you spend the summers and just grew up around ranches and bronc riders and cowboys and roughnecks. Yeah. You know, it was, 
a lot of roughnecks. A lot of roughnecks. In the country, but we were all, we all wanted to be bucking horse riders, and most all of us were. Then I got into, when I was in junior high, my mom bought me a 4-H leather kit, started tooling some leather with the guy in town there, and he was actually a boot maker and inspired me to build boots. I never could get into it until I was a little older because it cost quite a bit of money to buy the materials mm. to build boots, but finally I got some boot equipment and started tinkering with it. 30 so, years later, here I am still tinkering with it. So, so your first set of boots you built when? 1996. Yeah. I went to big, actually that guy that I carved the leather with when I was in junior high, he started a little boot business and I called him and wanted to build a pair. So I went back there and spent a week and built a pair. I still got them. They still fit? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never, I never wore them. I actually never did wear them. I just had them on the shelf and they weren't all that nice, but my, uh, son-in-law warm one time for me and I didn't know it for several weeks later but I found that out and I was a little disturbed but <laughs> we got past it yeah and and, I don't know if you're completely past it <laughs> it doesn't look yeah. like it or sound like it either one I wasn't sure if he was gonna actually tell that part because I'm not sure where that's gonna go yeah but, but they're still on the they're, they're they're in the house and they're they're not the prettiest pair of and boots wherever he wore the son-in-law's <laughs> in the house or the boots are in the house no wherever he warmed to it was a little muddy yeah it was very warm. oh <laughs> now that now we're getting into another story here yeah, they, they might have been in some water yeah so oh, no yeah was, but we still have we still have the boots yeah don't you have some good boot cleaner or something i just i just try to turn my head I don't did you did you do one of those uh instagram uh tutorials how to clean boots i could <laughs> I should. this is how you clean boots <laughs> yeah don't use any names bring the yeah. son-in-law in make him clean them like he he ain't gonna clean them so. i think this like is for are. another podcast yeah, yeah. Into another one. Yeah. So, well, good. So, um, what what is the majority of your leather work these days? Is it mostly boots right now, or you know, what? It's, like, give me a give me a a a rundown of the variety of different stuff that you do. The biggest thing that I do, the most that I do, is boot collars and boot tops, mm -hmm. tooling them, and then I'll do some belts. As you know, I can't I can't keep up with belts. Mm. For the last couple of months, I've just quit taking orders for belts because yeah. I, because of this NFR stuff coming up. But mostly belts, and then October, November, I do the shafts, and then back to we'll go to the NFR and sell 30, 40 set of tooled collars hmm. and start tooling. I'm doing just finishing my NFR orders from last year on the tooling right now. Really? And you have to explain that you do the collars and then we work with a shop. Yeah, we have our actual boot shops in Leon, Mexico. Yeah. So we do the design and the, all the tooling's done in our shop and we ship it down and they put it all together, last it and gotcha. bottom it and ship us back the boots. So do you, do you go down there and, and visit every once in a while and check on the operation or? Yeah, we do go down there, but during <laughs> COVID and stuff, we, we couldn't go down there and we haven't been back since, but we fixing on going down there. And where, where is, Leon, Mexico. Leon, Mexico is kind of in the central southern part of Mexico. It's way down there. It's three and a half hour mm. flight from Dallas. So it's wow, a, it's way down it's there. It's way down there, but and it's a big city, and it's known for boot making mm. um, in in that city. Yeah, it's a shoe and boot capital of the world down there, and there's a lot of foundries and not foundries, tanneries and 
boot makers and shoemakers. Most all of your your good, better boots are built in Lyon. When Ty decided to do this, um, it was after RC's mom had passed away, and um, he was sort of just trying to figure out what to do next. And he really, really wanted to build boots again. Yeah. But when he built boots before, he'd build them one pair at a time. And he'll tell you he's not a mechanic. He's a million percent artist. So he would work on these boots, not charge enough for the boots, then the boots wouldn't fit and it'd be this whole thing. Yeah. So it wasn't a very lucrative thing, but he was getting to do what he liked to do. So when he decided to do this, he said to me, we've got, I've got to find a shop in Mexico. And I'm like, you can't just find a shop. What are you well, At Silver Lining Herbs, our mission is to deliver natural health products and education that help provide optimal care for yourself and your animals. With countless products for your horses, dogs, and the whole family, we have something to offer for just about anything. Visit our website at www.silverliningherbs.com or give us a call at 866-543-6956. Silver Lining Herbs, the standard for a healthy life. To back up a little bit, RC made the finals the first year in 2016. Mm Mm-hmm. And Wendy and I were living in Wyoming, just doing some ranching. I didn't even have a shop. So I thought, well, I better go find a pair of boots to wear the NFR, or two pair, or whatever. So I shopped Cody, Casper, Billings, all over, and couldn't find an awesome set of boots with the leather insole. And yeah. So I was just real discouraged. So I found a pair of mine and went and took it to the local boot shop and put some soles on them. And I did buy, buy a junk pair that I was embarrassed to wear, and that's... Then after Wendy passed away, and I was like, what the heck am I going to do now? And I always wanted to be a bootmaker. I'm still a bootmaker no matter what. So I didn't want to do the bottoms. I didn't want to measure feet. So I worked for Lucchese for a couple of years designing. And the guy that I worked for at Lucchese went to work for Old Gringo down there in Lyon. Mm-hmm. And he called me one day and said, I found a guy down here that you and him will have an awesome relationship with. It'll, you do the top work, he'll do the bottom work. And... So I told Darcy one day, I'm going to Mexico to start a boot company. <laughs> and I said, you are out of your mind. Kind of. Sometimes. It was on a... This sounds like uh, the Battleborn Bronx yeah. story. I think it was on a Thursday. Start. <laughs> I think it was on a Thursday or so. I said, I'm going to go to Mexico and start a boot company. And she said, when? I said, Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to Leon, Mexico. I bought a flight. I got a room. I had 50 bucks left. In my bank account that I spent a week, I got a free meal a day with my, with my room and nice back, back to the rodeo days, back to the rodeo days. Yeah. So, uh, I was down there a week and ordered 12 pair of boots and I couldn't pay for the 12 pair. So Darcy bailed me out again. <laughs> and then Darcy, you sound like you got a lot of patience. No, I, I do, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting more. <laughs> See, he's teaching you. Yeah, he's teaching me. There you go. So we ordered that 12 pair, and I think right now we have, I think we'll be almost through a dang near 1,000 pair of boots this year. Oh, wow. After the NFR. In three and a half, four years. Yeah. It's growing and growing and growing and growing. So it sounds like you are working in the business extremely hard. Have you you, um, found anybody else that – you could bring under your wing because I, I, I imagine it is extremely difficult to find somebody with comparable talent. 
because I know your talent and I'm just looking forward. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to my first, um, leather work from Ty Skyver here, hopefully soon, whenever you get caught up, but I would really like for you to duplicate yourself so that you can build me something. <laughs> That's the, I don't, I don't think that there's any way that somebody could draw mm -hmm. the design that I do. There's guys that I can, we're working with a kid now that goes to school here, Caden. Do you know Caden Flynn? I don't, think, rider. I don't think so. Got a head injury last spring at a college rodeo. Can't place him. Outstanding little guy. And he's he's been working for us tooling. You yeah. Know, I, I design it. And, and he tools. Tools. Yeah. And he's uh, he's going to be good, but no people can't draw. Yeah. And RC helps me a lot. Darcy's dad is an outstanding carver. He yeah. Helped me a lot. Us a lot. Last yeah. year on the ties that that Powder River bought for all the bareback riders at the NFR. Yeah. Um, we had RC and and my dad working on those. Oh, nice. Um, to help us. And I got probably... some projects for Kimmer too that we need to talk about. <laughs> yeah, later. we might need some help before the <laughs> NFR on a couple things, Dad. <laughs> Kimmer and I built the the uh, Bronx saddle for Pendleton here a couple weeks ago. Did you see it? Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, Kimmer That's built nice. it, and I. I tooled so, it. So, Kimmer, it sounds like you're getting some patience as well. <laughs> she, it's like a trickle effect. She probably taught you some patience at some point in her life. <laughs> and now you're teaching her patience. Yeah. So, hey, I'm, I'm glad I could figure this out for you guys. Um, yeah, so... So explain this to me. So if you, if you was to draw something, are you, are you filing these drawings so that like maybe if you want to use them at another, another date and time that that can be done and there can be a, a trace done of that or some, something? Well, I do now. I, I always before I would draw it and get rid of it because I didn't ever yeah. want anybody to have the same thing. Yeah. If I had tooled you a pair of shop tops, I didn't, I didn't want anybody to ever, but nowadays it's getting aware. I have so many things to do that I will duplicate some stuff mm -hmm. as far as a floral pattern or, or something like that. I'll yeah. put it in a box. Darcy kind of has helped well, me keep them organized now. I'm telling you what, it's like, you know, for our, for, for the circles that, that we run in a lot, like the cowboy circles, <clears throat> there's a lot of guys there because we understand leather work and we, you know, we, we like having custom belts and boots and stuff like that but there's a huge population of people out there that just want to live the cowboy lifestyle and they don't care if a thousand other people have that same belt right. or boots right. or whatever. Uh, a, a great example is, you know, as I've been diving into the business world outside of the rodeo world and, uh, you know, my mentors that I followed and now I'm going into business with, uh, Grant Cardone and Brandon Dawson, I just had them some buckles made, uh, just, I presented them last month and, uh, each one of these buckles had their logo on the buckle. It was a nice silver buckle that I had made for them. And, uh, when I'd present those to them, it was on social media and stuff. And all these people that were in the network, there ain't none of them cowboys, but they said, when are these going to be available to purchase? Did you get belts made for them ever? I did. There was a guy that I reached out to that didn't quite reach give the me deadline. Give me that deadline. That was Darcy's fault. <laughs> this is the first time I'm hearing about but, it, Darcy, but I'll get you on the list. No, <laughs> but in all in all fairness, I was trying to get their waist sizes 
um, and I didn't get it done before then I'll get it. And once we get those, then I, I still do want to have you make belts for them because I think we can do something really cool. But, but that's what I'm saying is like, there's so many people out there that would just, that would purchase something that's, you know, well-made, mm-hmm. but would be like some, somebody else. Right. So, yeah, a lot of the boot collars that I get so many, and that's why I'm, Kimmer has to help me and Caden has to help mm-hmm. me and, but it still has to be my flair, I guess you could say, my yeah. pattern. So nobody's like Kimmer's a, as good a tooler as there is on the planet, but he has a whole different look than I have. Mm-hmm. Or Sterling Lamb or yeah, Don King or whoever. They all have their own look and everybody wants their own look. So if I do a set of boot collars, they got to have Skyver influence for the yeah for the pattern so for somebody to draw that it's hard to copy it yeah and i do am keeping i got a box full of patterns now that sometimes i cheat and sneak in there and grab it and trace it again and don't tell nobody it's not cheating <laughs> Come on now. it up a little bit you change it a little bit yeah. yeah what's the what's the patent rule chance isn't it like only like 20% or i think it's lower than that i think i think it's I thought it was like 5% or something like that. Yeah, not much. No. Yeah. So, hey, 5%, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> All your <laughs> – let's play a joke on the bareback riders. Okay. Just 5% difference on all the Bareback Rider shafts this year. (laughs) Yeah, even even down to the color. Just 5% difference. I built Casey a pair a few years ago, and every year I do try to do something just off the wall different for Casey. Yeah. And so a few years ago I built the white pair with the big Power Pro logos Mm -hmm. on them that he's wearing in this documentary. Mm Mm-hmm. And they had some, and everybody wanted the, you know, they're like, make them like that side piece, like Casey's make, you know, everybody wanted that look. So I, I did it. And so I showed up at Reno to deliver a couple pairs of shafts and I ran into Casey back there. He's taping up and he's like, I'm a little upset with you. He's like, why? And he says, why are you putting all my shit on everybody else's shaft? I said, well, when you're cool, Casey, you gotta be cool. I'll make you something cool <laughs> next year. So I try to change something up for him every so year. That- so did you make the orange ones? Mm-hmm. I've made them this last six pair, I think. So are you making some this year too? Yeah, yeah. He's so, going to go back to white this year. So, so it's back to white. Mm-hmm. Is, but I don't know what else it's going to be. Is it? Does he want the same color fringe? I don't know yet. I'm just going to start slinging some leather. The back belt is going to be different this year because of the oh yeah his new business, right? Yeah, he's uh, what? acquired Warbonnet hats. Oh yeah. That's right. Him I did. His brother, Jack. I did, I did see that they were promoting the and war so he was going to do a little, uh, like on his back belt last year, I did a cannon blowing away the Power Pro letters. Mm. It was pretty cool, but this year he's going to have a war bonnet on his back belt and then the big Power Pros. So where is where is the war bonnet at out of? Like, where's I, their shop? The, he moved it to Roosevelt, Utah. Yeah. That's where the shop's at now. I think it was in Texas originally. Oh, really? Yeah, and I'm not I'm not exactly yeah, sure that the history on it, but I know that he's got it, and we've been visiting with him because boots and hats just go together, and we wanted Casey's hat deal to be with us in Vegas, yeah. but they're behind, and they don't know if they can get enough product made to do a show yet. Yeah, I think the the business came with some back orders that were never finished that they got to clean up. Yeah, and then he wants like 250 hats made up. So I'm not sure if he's going to be able to bring hats, but 
we are going to work with him a little on the Power Pro stuff and that in our in our show this year. So, so tell tell me about the show so everybody else knows. Like when you go to Las Vegas to the National Finals Rodeo, which I'm sure a lot of our listeners will um, be at the National Finals Rodeo. How do they find you and and come check your stuff out? So um, <clears throat> this year and hopefully for ever we will be yeah. at the renaissance um we were there one year before covid mm-hmm. with another group um and then this year we were able to get the renaissance the entire ballroom um for our showroom so what we like to do is just sort of create an experience for our customers and give them a place that they can go um look at boots hang out listen to live music um we have a little pre-party before the rodeo starts every night Mm -hmm. so anyhow we'll be right there next to the convention center so if you're standing at the front doors of the convention center where cowboy christmas is and you're looking out it's just to the left like what's the what's the road that we go across that we stay on uh so it'd be like on the intersection of desert inn and paradise paradise Paradise. yeah and there's like a i think the monorail comes right by there too um, it does. Well, come so right by the so people that are staying on the strip can can get on the monorail yeah. and get off right at the convention center, and you are literally within steps of the front steps. doors of the Renaissance. It's right there, and it's a it's a great hotel. Um, I really I really mm-hmm. like the place. There's a couple of restaurants, a couple, you know, it's a really nice bar. There's a Starbucks. Um, yeah. A lot of people that have show or uh, have booths over at the convention center will stay there because it's so yeah. close. So uh, yeah, we we're setting up a show there. We're gonna have a few. Um, you know, higher end vendors, artists uh, with us. It's not going to be a huge show. Uh, we want to keep it sort of small and 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 uh, sort of showcase um, our our friends and and sponsors and partners that have that have helped but us. And you may have some uh, some availability for some vendors yes, as we, well. Yep, we still have a little bit of room and, for people. And how do they how do they uh, inquire about that? They can get a hold of us at Skyver Boots on Facebook, Instagram. Um, my number is the one that's listed there. So, um, well, obviously you're the me. you're the brains Definitely behind. Definitely want to get my number um, from there. We, I got the pretty licks, and she has athletic ability. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> can you can y'all tell why me and Ty have got along for so long? <laughs> yeah, we'll be at the Renaissance in nice, Las Vegas. Nice. And and maybe the possibility of Tack Room Talk being there live. I think That'd it would be, awesome. be amazing. I think yeah. it'd be a great place for it. They they I'm, just they just pitched it to me just barely and I'm I'm highly considering it. I, I think mean, I think it's a done deal. I'm pretty sure you're just coming. Yeah, <laughs> I mean I think doing. uh do you think we can get our uh our graphics people on making a what I like to say badass booth made for Tack Room Talk? Done. All right. Hey, Good job, Chance. We, uh, so if anybody wants to come uh, listen to Tack Room Talk live and get the whole experience at the Renaissance, go over to Skyver Boots and get you get fitted. They can get fitted for yeah, some boots definitely there. Definitely fitted. And, that, and, and that's the most important part. Even if you're not planning on buying a pair of boots that yeah. second, come get fitted because that way, if we do have something that I post and yeah. you want it and you live a bazillion miles away you can we'll have your size well it does take eight to 12 impressions for somebody to actually pull the trigger we do have that down to an art here at silver lining we know how many times we have to bug somebody to actually pull the trigger so you guys got me at like five or six probably right now on the boots like i'm i'm almost there ty i'm about ready to pull the trigger on some so uh once you put them on it's pretty hard to not well that's what darcy tricks them she says just let me get you fitted up, and then I if you want to order them. a pair later, and then they pull them on, they're like, dang. 
these feel so amazing. And then she just swipes their card and it's over. Yeah. You know, and I will, I will say this, that everybody needs that one pair of boots that is like a, a showstopper, like makes an impression. People are like, where did you get those? I like, like, especially in today's world, I'm always in places where there's no other cowboys. I'm the only cowboy in the building. Like I got my cowboy hat on, my boots, and everybody, you know, it's like it's like everybody stops or like, what's this guy doing here, you know? But my wife's like, you love that. And I said, you damn right, I love like yeah. it. I like people. I like yeah. because people remember you, right? You know, and uh, you don't want to be remembered as the guy with a crappy pair of boots. So you got to go to Skyver. Let him build you some boots, and uh, and he'll do a fantastic job. And if you can get on his belt list, he <laughs> might might get a belt out of it. <laughs> it's a long list. <laughs> Are you going to get the silver lining in the front of your boots, the leaf? Yeah. So, um, so I I'm trying to figure out how to make this marry a little bit because you know I have a partnership with Grant and Brandon on the 10x um, side, and then obviously uh, we're partners on the silver lining side too. So trying to figure out how to make the two brands, maybe get 10 X on one boot and the silver lining leaf on the other, but they're like totally different colors. So I don't know if, how that'll look. Just do different colors. Yeah. Change them up. Yeah. I have made your uh, silver lining logos before for Caleb on a couple pair. Yeah. So you got the template already. Yeah, I got it. Somewhere. Yeah. I'm sure you had it somewhere. No. Yeah. I in your, in your brain. Yeah, I got it in my brain. Somewhere up there. Yeah. yeah I've built those logos before. The thing is, I know where to find it, so yeah, we're good. You got it. I got yeah, it. This logo too. That's what do you think of that logo? That's I pretty like good. That logo. Yeah. Spent a lot of money on that logo, <laughs> so I'm pretty proud of it. Who did it? Um, Tilt Media did that. You know uh, Lane Tiltrum out of South Dakota. Do we? No, I don't yeah. think so. He's really good at that kind of stuff. Yeah, he does a great job. So. Anyways, you had a question. Uh, and no, I was just going to talk about how you like to be, you know, the cowboy and they like, yeah. to, they'll, they probably ask you where you get your boots and all mm-hmm. the things. Um, we've got quite a few of the bareback and saddle bronc riders now that are, you know, wearing our patch and wearing our boots and, and it's, and of course, shops, but it's kind of fun to watch these guys come in and they're excited because. I can't remember exactly who it was the other day when we were in Pendleton, but they said, I got to come get a pair of boots from you because you can tell yeah. when those guys are wearing those boots, you can tell that they're Skyver boots. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, like our contender toe is like our version of a white uh, square toe. Yeah. And it's kind of got that chiseled, what do you call it? French toe. Yeah, French toe. And so it's really um, recognizable, I guess. Yeah. And so I think they're really, they're really into that, that that they can have a pair of boots and, and it's, it's, it's sort of contagious. All of them are yeah. starting to really want those boots. So yeah, the more I talk about it, uh, the more I'm going to have to have forgiveness from my wife, yes. um, because <laughs> I think I'm just going to go ahead and pull a trigger this year on some boots. We have ladies boots as well. So that'll be helpful. She don't need to know that. <laughs> I don't need, I don't need, I don't need, I'll make sure she gets, fitted. I don't need her asking for forgiveness. <laughs> I'm just worried about me. We'll talk. We'll talk. We'll see what we oh, can yeah. do. We, we will. <laughs> yeah. So um, as we as we close this out, what what is your guys's goals for this uh, this next year or the next three years with your guys's company? Like, have you guys thought about you know what you're wanting to do and where you're wanting to take this? We're sort of just. I mean, right now we're 
trying to perfect everything that we do and mm-hmm. get our system down. I literally quit my other job a year ago yesterday. Yeah. Um, so I sort of had two full-time jobs for quite a while. I think we're in year five of, of Skyver Boots. And um, really, it's only been one year for me to really focus only on this. So I'm just sort of trying to get everything as perfect as we can before we try to do a whole lot more. Yeah. I've had companies that ask about you know, uh, retail and, and different different places to, to sell mm-hmm. our boots. Um, but I really enjoy like ha- having that relationship with our customers yeah. and making, making it an experience for them, um, coming in and, and trying on boots. I, I don't know that we could keep up right now with having, having other stores have our, our boots. Yeah. Um, and I honestly don't know that they'd get, the, I'm, I'm not ready to, I guess, give that up because I, I feel like the education of how our boots are made and why why they're this expensive, why they're this price point mm-hmm. because they're handmade and you know all the things about them that make them what they are. You know, one thing that we say in here a lot is that price is only an issue in the absence of value, and your guys' value is extremely high. You guys know that, and it's it's just getting people to know what that value is, and uh, you know, um, it's you know people sometimes don't make the main thing the main thing. And I can see the passion in, in both your guys' eyes for this company and the fact that you just told me that you give up your job to come, you know, focus on this. You're making the main thing the main thing. And that's, the, you know, we talked about this yesterday in our meeting is, you know, people first have to have, to have the courage to do something. You know, once you have the courage to step outside of your comfort zone and, uh, and, and do things, then you start gaining the confidence you know, stuff starts coming to you and then, and then have the commitment and be, uh, put intentionality behind that commitment. Right. And then the conversion comes. So, um, you know, it's been a pleasure having you guys on the show today. And, uh, if anybody wants to check their stuff out, they can get it, you know, they can reach out to you on social media sites, Facebook, Instagram, at Skyver Boots, correct? Um, and, if you guys have any questions, you guys can obviously uh, reach out to us at silverliningherbs.com and uh, we'll help connect you guys. But we will see you in Vegas for sure. The Renaissance, everybody come over and check them out. The Renaissance, get fitted for some boots. I'm going to come down and get fitted. Don't tell my wife about this. Um, <laughs> but maybe that's the trade off. Maybe I bring her with me, we get her fitted. Everybody's yeah. happy, right? I, I think that's the okay. And Chance has got to get fitted. Yeah, Chance has got to get fitted. We won't tell his wife, though. <laughs> Maybe we will, though. It's just going to cost you more money. (laughs) So, anyways, uh, we appreciate you guys. And until next time, uh, we'll see you later. Thanks, Joe. All right. Adios.